And it's about awareness and education, which is not unlike what the first 40 years of my career was all about. So there's some similarities. And I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy different cultures. I enjoy having an opportunity to to tell a great story that's backed by science. So when you can tell a good story and it's all fact, uh, that's kind of the dream world for for being able to identify and, and promote products. Welcome to MeetsPad, a platform dedicated to sharing breakthrough knowledge that is accessible to the meats industry. On each episode, we will hear from meat specialists and professionals to talk about numerous topics in meat science. This podcast is brought to you by the U.S. Meat Export Federation, the Niche Meat Processor Assistance Network, Ultrasource, the new standard for innovation. FiscoFan is a global leader and innovative partner in the food industry who provides solutions for the casing market. IFA, Slaughter and Meat Processing Tools. Hello, my folks. Welcome back to the Inspire Podcast. Today, uh, we're wrapping up uh, RMC, and we wanted to, to do it with Dr. Chris Hawkins, who we had on the podcast on the very beginning uh, stage of, of this platform. Welcome, Dr. Hawkins. How are you? I'm great. It's a great day to be here. It's been a great RMC. Thank you. So, uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about this uh, situation, current situation that you are now officially retiring, correct, from uh, academia. Uh, t- tell me a little bit about the, an update on on your professional life. Yeah, thank you. You know, the word retirement means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so, in fact, I'm finding out that my wife and I have different definitions as well. So we're continuing to sort that out. But formally, I retired from the University of Nebraska in August, uh, moving from a full professor to professor emeritus. Uh, I do have one graduate student continuing. who will be there for another year and a half. Uh, as an emeriti faculty member, uh, I can't be chair of his committee anymore, but I'm co-chair. So I'm still engaged with the university, still involved from the standpoint of uh, trying to finish up my final graduate student. And uh, in the meantime, uh, we're finding all the other things that you can do when you're retired and you don't have to get up and go to work every day. So. The, the $1 million question is, after couple weeks, three weeks, I mean, I know you're so active and on, on the research world, but also on the industry, giving training. Um, I'm sure you will be doing more stuff. And, and I, I mean, in that, in, from that regard, that I don't know if that's something that you would consider like in some, like after some time, like you want to be, become or come back to, to academia in some sort of degree. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Francisco. We, we, um, you know, we define ourselves by what we do. And uh, I, I, in particular, in academia, we define ourselves by what we do for others. And so it would not be a comfortable retirement for me to not be able to contribute in some way. So it's already been six or eight months formally since I've been retired. But I can tell you I I do continue to make those presentations. I do continue to try and nurture uh, students and learning and understanding and those kind of things. And so uh, there's a a lot of joy in what I'm doing yet. And uh, as an example, 
Um, in the state of Nebraska, our Secretary of State and our Director of Agriculture are both interested in promoting the sale of products from Nebraska around the world. And uh, of course, Nebraska being one of the top beef producing states, uh, that's one of the commodities they've focused on. So even this year, I've had the opportunity to go to a number of different countries on behalf of the state to help explain uh, the quality of the products that we produce and how we produce it and what that means to consumers around the world. So, so that's been a fun dimension of my retirement activities. Where have you been? Uh, well, I've been to the United Arab Emirates, so a number of the different emirates there. I've been to the country of Jordan, United Kingdom, Italy, Colombia. I'm on my way to um, Bulgaria soon, uh, Germany, France. Wow. Uh, are places that I may end up here yet before the year is over, Spain, you know. So what we try and do as a state is identify places where beef from Nebraska can be identified and highlighted for its quality. And then we go and try and support uh, the product by um, explaining what it is that makes our products uh, eat the way they do. Um, What is, I mean... It's okay if 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 you say no, but I'm interested in the marketing uh, approach. Um, how how's that? How's mm. so you you go out there and present first of all as U.S. meat, correct? I, I would assume American beef, and then within that you have a Nebraska beef. So yeah, so how, how's that? So my assignment is basically to focus on beef from Nebraska. Okay. And of course, everyone knows if you're talking about beef from Nebraska, those same lessons are applicable to some level to all U.S. beef. Uh, Our state has found that uh, one of the best ways we can do this is to not only educate distributors, but educate the customers of distributors. And it's, we've all been sort of uh, accosted by the aggressive salesman, right, or the marketer that's kind of in your face and making all these rash promises. And so when you have someone with a, with a scientific background who can say, this is the science behind what we're doing, it provides a level of credibility to the message that other people sometimes cannot, um, cannot carry. And I'm not selling for any particular uh, company or operation. Uh, We actually have a little card that has a list of all of the establishment numbers you can order beef from from the state of Nebraska. So it truly is a statewide effort. And it's about awareness and education, which is not unlike what the first 40 years of my career was all about. So there's some similarities. And I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy different cultures. I enjoy having an opportunity to, to tell a great story that's backed by science. So when you can tell a good story and it's all fact, uh, that's kind of the dream world for, for being able to identify and, and promote products. The mission of USMEF is to increase the value and profitability of the U.S. beef, pork, and lamb industries by enhancing demand for their products and export markets through a dynamic partnership of all stakeholders. Simply put, USMEF is putting U.S. meat on the world's table.
Since 1883, Ultrasource has been a trusted supplier to the food industry. Ultrasource provides superior kill floor, processing, packaging, and labeling equipment and operational supplies. Um, this kind of reminds me, uh, like, was it almost 20 years ago when all the flat iron training that you did? Was it like almost 20 years ago? Yeah, roughly. So is that is that something similar, but instead of promoting a... Uh, a those cots that were like newly uh, launched, is it something like that, I don't know, rings a bell, oh, I remember doing this, but are now more global meat industry? You know, that whole muscle profiling effort, uh, which led to the development of the flat iron steak and a dozen other meat cuts, and of course I would be remiss if I implied that I was the only one who did that. That's absolutely not the case. You know, we worked with, uh, National Calumet's Beef Association, the University of Florida, Dwayne Johnson there. And and I kind of created a team to develop. And and uh, from there, it just, of course, got bigger and bigger. But there are some basic principles that were identified in that muscle profiling project uh, that really hold true today. And, and part of that is, if you're going to sell a multi-muscle cut, most of the time, the value of that cut is set by the lowest quality muscle that's part of that group. So if you can separate muscles, or let me say that again, if you can separate cuts into muscle groups that are more consistent and uniform in quality, then you have the opportunity to obtain the optimal value for each one of those groups. And usually that's more than just the composite cut itself. And so those lessons about separating muscles in appropriate ways and using each muscle to its optimal value, uh, those muscles still resonate. To, I'm sorry, those lessons still resonate today. So to be honest with you, I will still do, I'll still cut flat irons now and again as part of a cutting demonstration to reinforce that same concept. The other dimension of this I would I'd want to emphasize is that well, I'm a teacher, right? That's where an educator, that's part of what uh, academicians do. And so part of the part of the initiative is uh, an explanation of what impacts meat quality and how our production systems and our products accentuate the positive from a science standpoint. So there's that educational development. So you lay that educational foundation and then you reinforce those concepts with cutting demonstrations and it makes the whole concept real to the customers you're addressing and typically i found a lot of interest and a lot of excitement about what the possibilities are i was going to ask you uh what do you think about the, this young generation because now as you're living there's a lot of people a lot of young folks mm -hmm. coming in and i think i, I would like to to I mean, hear your thoughts on this as, as we're wrapping up RMC 2020. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the, um, the, the generations have changed. That's the way it's always been, always will be. There'll be a different population after this one. Uh, and I'm, I'm not so, I'm not afraid of the younger generation. Uh, they ask different questions. They, they value things differently. They want 
information in different ways and different kinds of information perhaps than what I was, you know, initially raised with myself. But I think that's sort of the act of living, right? We need to do what we can to provide what's important to them so that they can all make good decisions. And, you know, it's a little bit like the hiring process. You don't hire people to fail, right? You hire people to succeed, and then you try and provide the resources they need to succeed. Well, I, I, look, at, I look at the younger marketplace in very much the same way. We, we don't wish them bad. They don't want to fail in their nutritional uh, seeking out food and the rest of that. And so we need to provide information for them, give them the tools that they need so that in their own context, they can see how these products can fit into their lifestyle and provide, you know, the health and nutritional benefits that we all know meat can provide. So um, that's, that's kind of how I look at the younger generation right now. Um, one last question for you, and, I, I, and it's okay if you don't want to answer, but out of all the sessions that you attended, uh, this three days, three days and a half, which <laughs> one do you think... I mean, from your point of view, which one did it stood out to you or which one? I mean, just as a wrap up. Yeah, that's a, a that's a hard question because I, I want to just talk a moment about RMC. Um, my first RMC was in 1974. I was an undergraduate. And a few years after that, I was a graduate student in a, in a research competition. I think there were four or five of us in the in the competition that year. And back then, uh, you actually stood in front of the entire conference and made your presentation. Uh, and we did not have concurrent sessions. We did not have posters. We did not have abstracts. Uh, it was a, and, and there were only two or three reciprocation sessions in the course of the meet conference. Well, if you look at it today, you know, there's literally dozens and dozens of posters. We have concurrent sessions. Uh, we just have a lot of opportunity to network. We have hundreds of undergraduates, hundreds of graduate students who are here. So, and a uh, podcast. And a, and a podcast, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and, and so it's a dramatically different organization than it was when I started. And I, I gotta tell you, it makes me so proud of the American Meat Science Association and the leadership that we have and the staff and the folks like you who work to get the word out. Uh, we, are, we have blossomed as, a, as an organization and trying to meet our vision and our mission and our goals, I think we are We've just come miles and miles from when I started. It just gives me a real warm feeling in my heart. So when you ask me, tell me one session. Or, or, or maybe like just, just. <laughs> you know, what comes in my mind is this whole, this whole vision of a lot of different things uh, that I picked up on. There was a session on automation that I found fascinating. Uh, I, there were countless posters where I sat and I listened to students speak, and I thought, 
you know, they have advanced so far from when, when I was doing that as a student. And even since some of my students have been doing it, that, again, uh, you kind of pick up these little nuggets here and there of things that are, that are really fascinating and interesting and, and captivating in terms of I still have a curiosity. I haven't learned everything yet. So uh, it's more the opportunity to pick from this bouquet of choices uh, than any single moment, quite honestly, in the conference. That, uh, that, that's what keeps me coming back. So I'm here. I'll be at next year's RMC. You know, I'm looking forward to the whole process and keeping it going. Well, I truly hope that, that you keep coming back and, and uh, hopefully maybe in the, in the next couple of years, all this Nebraska project, the Nebraska beef you're talking about, which is, I think I didn't know about this until you just brought it up, and I think this is an amazing uh, opportunity for for the Nebraska Nebraskan uh, beef producers to to promote their their products uh, around the world. So, yes, thank you very much. Well, thank you a lot for uh, for joining us today. Good luck in your retirement, and we hopefully uh, do more stuff together. All right, thank you a lot. very good. Thanks again. Thank you.